Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald Podcast. Double D. D. <laughs> yes, we are coming at you straight off script, people. Giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. We just trying to chop it up outside the barbershop, man. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Barbershop talk. Breaking news right here, right now. We're going to start off here right now. Frank Rich of the Carolina Panthers head coach is taking back the offensive coordinating, offensive calls for the Carolina Panthers, taking it back from Thomas Brown. Again, Frank Rich is taking over play calling again in Carolina. What's going on, D? Holla at your boy. This is crazy. Man, it's... I think he's just trying to save face, doing anything he can to... Try to fix. I think he sees the hot seat. I think it's heating up a little bit now. Right? Yeah, we talked about the hot seat last yeah, podcast. I think, I think that this is exactly what we needed to see. <laughs> I don't want Thomas Brown to lose play calling because he did win us a game. Absolutely, he the did. The only game, yes, that we and we've seen. It's not that he improved it over after that game. I'm not saying that he was drastically better than Frank Wright. Okay, but he's shown. The ability to why in the playbook. Right. He's shown the ability. Like you said it last last week, last mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about Bryce Young moving around a little bit more. When the pocket was moving. When he's calling plays. Mm-hmm. I'm scared we go back to first couple weeks of the season where it's 50 screens a game. Left, right, left, right. Marching. That's it. And I just don't think that – I don't think – yeah. Thursday night against the Bears was ugly. It was an ugly game. It, no ways, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Ugly game. Before that, though, we were playing pretty good. Even even with the Colts game, Bryce Young just, it was a bump. It was one of those rookie bumps that you would take, you move on with. I don't think it's, I really just think it's Frank Wright trying to say, he, that hot seat is getting a little hot up on Oh, right yeah, now. most definitely. It's starting to burn them cushions. Exactly. Because, see, when, 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 when I heard about this and everything, the first thing that came to my mind is exactly what came to, to, to your mind. He, he moving around on that seat now because it's warming up up under him. But, like you say, Thomas Brown takes over the play, play calling. Carolina Panthers get their first win. And then that, that 16-13 loss against the Bears, it was still winnable. And you could see improvements. You could see progressions. You could actually see uh, uh, Bryce Young getting more comfortable. So now you snatch it back up. And you got your guy saying, this is who he wants calling plays. Exactly. He's already came out and said, I wanted Bryce, I wanted Thomas Brown to call plays for us. Mm-hmm. That's what, so now is you don't care about your guy being comfortable. Right. And what Frank Reich has done over the last couple of weeks is tried to change narratives. Mm-hmm. Every After every game, he's tried changing narratives. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Brown won. I was so proud of him. I trusted him. I knew he could do this. I Thomas Brown loses. I don't know. I don't know if he's calling plays next week. We got to see. We're going back to the – so from week to week, you can change just like that. That's mm-hmm. showing you don't have – no confidence in your staff, in your roster. I think you think that you're the the master puppeteer right now, and you're not. You've proven that you're not. Not even just for the Panthers, going back to the coach. And I'm glad that I'm hearing that conversation being brought up more, too. Why did we hire a guy who got fired mid-season? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I had asked you that. Because I said, hey, did Frank Wright get Fired or did he just change jobs? He got fired. They let him go. They canned him. Yeah. Got him out of there. Because he wasn't doing what he needed to do. I think it's just, I think 
right now the Panthers are running into being ran bad, mm-hmm. being ran poorly right. from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It's you're not putting the players in positions to succeed at all, mm-hmm. and now it's the players are going to suffer from that. They're going to be the ones who take the blunt of that. Coaches get fired every day. You know, coaches get fired, move on, get new offensive coordinator jobs, things like that. Players, if you're not one of them guys, if you're not on our team, if you're not the Brian Burns of the world, the J.C. Horns, who his is risky because he can't stay on the field. Right. I don't even think Adam Thielen probably bought himself another contract somewhere else after this year. Other than that, Luvu, I'm glad we signed him up for the next two, three years. But other than that, these guys, if they don't work out here and we cut them, release them, trade them anywhere, I'm afraid these guys can disappear into the league and that wouldn't be their fault. Bryce Young is getting labeled a bust and it's not his fault. Right, right. I'm seeing things. It's, it's hard to be a winning team without a winning organization. That is if so that true. Makes sense. It makes absolute 100 uh, sense to me. So, so when I look at it, like you said, you're trying to build a franchise and everything and, and – but it's not really panning out that way. You got too many moving parts and they're not moving in the right direction. So it's kind of like, okay, you, you kind of, what do you do next? Because now you're saying something about J.C. Horn. They trying to bring him, back. To bring him back. What's your thoughts on that? Is he, is he practicing? He's out there practicing today. He's doing limited, limited reps and things like that. But it's just, yeah, get him out there to practice. Cool. That's fine. I don't want to see him in the game. I don't want to see him in full game action trying to... I still, injuries are risky. Ankle injuries especially because that's the base of everything. That's exactly. That's where it starts. Yes. So, I don't want you rushing back because you think you're feeling good. Right. Or you just missed the game. I get it. You're a baller. You want to be on the field. It's not going to help this team this year. Mm-hmm. What would help this team going forward is having you 100% for 2024 season. Absolutely. Because this season's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Mm-hmm. We're we're too far behind the eight ball, and it's not like we're gonna fix this offense overnight. Right, it's not some. It's not an easy fix. So the Panthers currently right now one and eight, correct? Yes. Sir. So basically, it's it's really not anything to savage, but continuity in what you already have to basically build for the future, and that right now currently is in jeopardy because you don't know if your coach is coming back. Right, it's hard to see a world where you bring him back. Mm-hmm. Where other f- coaches are getting fired for way, way less. And we're definitely going to get into that way because less. there's so much going on right yeah. now. So much going on in the league, man. Hey, well, listen, you heard it here first, and we t- chopped it up real quick and talked about it, and we're going to get back to the NFL and what's going on with it, okay, with them Panthers and everybody else is playing them ball. All right, well, check this out. All right, let's start right here, Okay. How about them Lakers? They won without LeBron. Hey, man. <laughs> Do what? Hey, man. <laughs> we look at, after that Rockets loss, three in a row. Mm-hmm. Three in a row. Mm-hmm. And one of those games, like you said, was without LeBron. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's looking up. And even in those three games, I like the Suns win. It's... Is we still got to see them healthy, right? Of course, but I do like that we was able to go in there and and pick up a close win against one of the better teams. 
Absolutely. So you got we got the the, uh, the game we make a reference to right now is the Lakers Trailblazers, correct? Lakers Trailblazers. So the Lakers won one sixteen to one ten. I'm just gonna drop this stat line on you real quick, and you just kind of let me know how you feel about it with the continuity, what we got. We're going in the right direction. You let me know. So Cam Reddish had eighteen, Rui had nineteen, AD. This is like his seventh or eighth double double. Yeah. He had thirty points, thirty rip, thirteen rips, thirty points, thirteen rips. Uh, Prince, he, he dropped in 11. D'Lo dropped in 11. And, oh, my goodness, we had an Austin Reeves sighting with 18. Okay, don't leave the, don't leave the Trailblazers out. Jeremy Grant had 23. Thibault had 14. Aiden had 12. Sharp had 19. And Mace had 15. So, so now... It, it, it right now, it ain't AD no more. He number fourth in the league with double-doubles right now, baby. You know, he really making that thing happen. So, you tell me what the Lakers doing. I think it, I think the rotations has gotten better. Okay. Moving Austin Reeves to the bench has looked like the right move. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's letting him calm down, find his mojo back. Take the pressure off. Take some of that pressure off and trying to be that third guy. And putting in a Cam Reddish who doesn't have the same expectations as Austin Reeves does, you just make your shots. Be ready to shoot. Mm-hmm. Tony and Prince, play defense, be ready to shoot. That's what those guys are there for. D'Angelo, off. do D'Angelo. D'Angelo's going to do D'Angelo. Right. He's supposed to facilitate, but that boy loves shooting. That boy is going to shoot. Especially the three. Yeah, I don't know what his percentage is, though. He's it's got to be like 30% or less, man, because he okay with it. It looked good when he hit, yeah. but we're going to let him do what he do. He takes a lot of shots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't complain. Right. It's working, but I just like it. It took some of the pressure off. Without having LeBron there, mm-hmm. seeing that these guys can perform, mm-hmm. they can go out there and win games. And then I want to say he came back last night. Only had 16 in a dub. Mm-hmm. So it's showing that we have the team to take some of the pressure off of LeBron. Right. We just got to keep it going from here on. Like, we just got to keep this up. And that's the thing. Making three-point shots, especially last night against the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. we shot the lights out. Right. Oh, they, they were smoking hot on fire, I man. I would say 65%. Right. Like, we shot the lights out. That's not something that you can expect every night. Like, mm-hmm. we play tonight against the Kings. Mm-hmm. I do not expect us to shoot 30-something threes and make 65% of them things. Right. That's not what I'm expecting. <laughs> but if you give me 35 to 40% from three on 25 of them shots, I'm just as happy. Exactly. I'm just as What I don't want to see is we chucking up 30, 40 threes and we shooting 20. 25% from I don't want to see that because right. that takes away what AD's been doing best. AD's our best player this season, and I wish y'all would give him the same credit as y'all give him hate. AD's our best player this year. We're going to give him like, that credit. We're going to give it to like him. a DPOY. Uh-huh. Early off, I called it before the season started. If he's healthy, my man's going to be in the DPOY conversation. Okay. He had multiple games of five-plus blocks, and like you said, fourth in the league and double-doubles. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Give my man some credit. He's showing that edge. Last night, he getting people's face, knocking people to the ground. He's showing, like... I think he's tired of y'all talking about him like the way y'all talking about him. Right. I think he's ready to say, okay, I, maybe it's not I'm going to take over this team. Maybe not. Because maybe down somewhere down the road, LeBron rejuvenates. He comes back to being LeBron. But he's showing, like, 
y'all gonna stop disrespecting me. Right, exactly. And that and that, and that makes me feel good too about it too, because I love AD and what he can do, especially when he's turned on. It, it makes all the difference in the world. When that motor it, running, yeah, man. it changes the whole com- complexity of the team. They're a winning combination. So the thing about it, you remember I already said I love Darvin Ham and and that that coach pickup. Mm-hmm. I, I loved Great it from coach. the start. Okay, great coach. He already said, he said, listen, I'm going to mix the pot up a little bit. I'm going to try to find the lineup and where it's at and what needs to happen. We was trying to figure out at first, was it was he just in love with Cam Radish? But Cam Radish has produced. So maybe he knew something that we did because he actually looking pretty good right now. Yep. Austin Reeves to the bench and everything, give us a spark off the bench. You can't win a lot of games without a bench. Mm-hmm. So that's good then. So I think I feel good about it. You do too then. Yeah, I feel because let's let me read this Austin Reeves stat line. All right, hit it right quick. Last night he had 16, 12, and 7. That'll work. Off the bench. That'll work. That's a, that's a scoring. He scored, facilitated, and also helped on the boards. Mm-hmm. And this is the game I'm talking. Cam Reddish, 10. LeBron James had 16, 9, and 6. Anthony Davis had 19, 11, and 5. Torian Prince, 8, 3, and 1. D'Angelo went off 24, 5, and 3. Uh, Austin Reeves, the 16, 12, and 7. Rui had 23 off the bench. Christian Wood didn't do that. <laughs> he doing what he can. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, he has to find his spice. He has to find. He's one of those guys on the team. He's not gonna get a lot of plays called for him. Right. He's one, of, but he did give us ten boards, mm-hmm. which we can't knock. We can't sleep on. That's yeah. Ten boards is ten second chance shots. You know, that's a lot. That's possessions. Ten more possessions. Right. And then Jackson Hayes, who I told you from before, I a true center. Him. I love him. Mm-hmm. Eleven points. I would like to see him on the board more, but like I said, he's that energy guy for him run. He even caught him, missed his own free throw, caught it back, got him dunked. Like, he's that guy for us, and that's what he's going to give. But you see, we had one guy, two guys over 20, and it was D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura. Exactly. So that shows we have the depth this year. Okay. Something that we lacked last year. We have depth. We have people who can step up. Now can we piece it together and put us a run together? Right, exactly. Okay, so with that being said, LeBron James injury. Now he was listed as day to day, but then he he pretty much played because I guess that day was that day. That's all he needed. Right. So, um, what what do you what do you think going forward? Do you think they can keep this up? Because we like you say with LeBron's injury, we, we can't overextend him at yeah. this point in time. He's still a little delicate on. We don't want to take and wet the ties out too much. And that's why I think this. Was the perfect this they only got the he only had to play 23 minutes mm-hmm. and he gave us 16 9 and 6 which mm-hmm. is not LeBron not great by LeBron's mm-hmm. standard but from basketball output that's a great in 23 minutes that's a lot absolutely that's a lot to give you in 23 minutes and we got to sit these guys in the fourth quarter right right so we need these type games especially against the Memphis Grizzlies one of the weaker teams in the league right now yeah we got to pick these like that's what I, that was so scary about the Houston Rockets yeah the Houston Rockets are playing better mm-hmm. they are playing better I'm happy for Emmanuel Duco I'm happy for the Rockets they shouldn't be in conversations with the Lakers right they shouldn't be we're we should be ages ahead of them mm-hmm even if they are playing better, we should be playing better too mm-hmm. because they're still figuring out. They're a young team who just brought in all these pieces. Y'all guys went on the Western Conference. Most of you guys went on the Western Conference Finals run last year. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys was at home in Cancun. Right. So I don't want to hear none of the, oh, they, no, I don't want to hear none of that. Uh-huh. Y'all guys should be playing better. You shouldn't be losing games to the Rockets. Just like you shouldn't have lost to the, you, you, not, you don't lose to the Blazers. You don't lose to them. You don't lose to the Grizzlies. You don't lose to the... It's, they're in the same category of team for me, regardless of what their record is saying. Right. Regardless of what their record is saying, we should be better. 
That's how it's nothing against them. Don't don't make it seem like I'm bashing the Rockets. Like I said, I'm happy for them. I love Jalen Green, Sengun out there. I think Wentmore is gonna be something. I think they got some pieces. I just think we're supposed to be better. Right, to, to, to more that is given, more is expected. The Lakers are a winning franchise. The name is a winning franchise, a winning combination. They should expect more out of themselves. You know, you should want a deep playoff run every year. You should be wanting to take and contend for the title every time the name comes up. It's time to get all of that back. And you know, Lakers fan base, you know what you're getting yourself into when you when you come here. Man. Yes, sir. We don't, we don't settle for okay. We don't no. mediocre. Well, after the conference finals last year was cool. We were still disappointed. Mm-hmm. Y'all went out there and got swept. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a different expectations from Lakers fans. It is because everybody, that somebody's out there on the sidelines looking. Yeah, so it's, we we earned it. Mm-hmm. We earned the right to expect what we expect from our Lakers. Right. Because we've went through, especially diehard Lakers fans. Mm-hmm. People didn't jump ship when Stephen Curry started popping. People mm-hmm. didn't jump ship when the Heatles became a thing. People who just, people who didn't jump ship when the net, all these super teams was coming about and we were figuring out, it was a lot of chances people could have left. Right. The Kobe Bryant, Smush Parker is. Mm-hmm. Like, we, it's a, it was a lot. The Lonzo Ball, at the end of Kobe's, the Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, all those Robert Sacres, all these type guys on the team when we knew we wasn't going to be competing. Uh-huh. But we was there. We was there. We purple and gold to the heart. We're not, we deserve to expect greatness because that's, what we are. That's what the Lakers are. Right, exactly. And I agree with you 100%. So we're going to take and make sure that we keep a close eye on this and see what it is. So I do want to ask you this one question before we move on to a couple other teams. Is there a Malcolm Brogdon trade in the works for the Lakers or is that kind of like something that's kind of in the wind but don't pay too much attention to it? Do you think we I'm have hearing, everything I'm we need? i rumors about him, but you think we have everything we need on the roster already or, or one more piece might work? You, you can never a player like Malcolm Brogdon mm-hmm. will always help your team mm-hmm. in my opinion okay. he'll, he'll always help but it's just what do you have what would you have to give up to get him right I don't want to early on Austin Reeves was talked about a lot in trade discussions I don't want to send him off right when he's starting to find himself again mm-hmm. we got some young talent like Max Christie Maxwell Lewis Jalen Hushafino we got some young talent and probably some first-round picks that we can move. It's just going to be what's the asking price. Because I see a lot of people talk about this Zach Levine thing. I don't think we got enough to go get no Zach Levine. Right. We're going to have to come up off way Do you necessarily way. think that a Zach Levine will work, though? Because, I mean, yeah, he he, take, he got some good numbers on a not-so-good team. So, I, I don't know. He might not be that pedigree. It, it, would, it, would, it would have to be him changing his mindset. And that's not, hard for a player to yeah, do. Yeah, for him, it's not you going to get 20 shots. Mm-hmm. It's not... Let me shoot till I get hot. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna have that on this team. No, no. You're not gonna have that on a lot of winning teams, right? And that's where he, it's that's where he's giving the indication he wants to go. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just you know people love he's represented by the same team as LeBron, and he was out there at the uh, Kentucky Kansas game with Rich Paul. So I think it's one of those things that's just like I see you. Yeah, we see you. <laughs> what y'all up to? Right. One of those, but I think. I'd be fine with either with whatever they do. If they make a trade, just make sure it's not fully 
um, dismantling our roster. Yeah. So we, with, with that being said, and I know how much you love them, and, and you know, I, I really do uh, like the Lakers myself. We might better roll with what we got and, and see what happens with that. Mm. Okay. Not a problem. Not a problem. Well, listen, we got a little bit of other news. No, Steph Curry. Congratulations. He surpasses twenty-two thousand points. The Clip- the Clippers have lost six in a row. We're gonna have to dig off into that, you know, because Harden said something about that. Now, listen, what about that Tyrese gets an old 50-piece? Along with a Joe MB's 37. Each of them scored 25 points in one half. Definitely a double D dynamic duo of the week nomination. Yeah. Now, now, now listen, uh, 76 is one that thing, 137 uh, against the Pacers, 126. Man, you tell me about them points drops. Man, Tyrese Maxey taking, taking that leap. He's taking the lead. Like, he, he must needed somebody to lead. That's all it was. That's all it was. He needed, he needed the opportunities to open up. Because he's a team player. He yeah, is a guy who he is. He was I, that's the first thing I noticed about him. Sacrifice for the team. Because mm-hmm. he been knew he could do. He been knew he could do these things. He been knew it. But it was what they asked of him. Can you be this type guy? Yes. I can be that type of guy, especially with being a young guy and with an MVP, with two MVPs on my team last year. I know the role I have to play. Right. He accepted it, played it to the. He looked good last year. People was talking about Tyrese Maxey last year. Mm-hmm. They didn't see this coming. No, no, no. no. Nobody can tell me they saw this coming. No, uh-uh. other than maybe Tyrese Maxey. Right. So it's just, I think it was one of those rare occasions. We were subdition by subtraction. Yeah. It was one of those just take away somebody who hogs the ball. And let's see what we can do. And they found out that they had something there the whole time. Yeah. So I think it worked out. I think they won this trade early on just by the looks of it. And I think that the 76 is with this with these two. And if the rest of these guys around them are able to contribute just role play a while. You know they still got Tobias Harris who can heat up. Right. They still got players who D Melton. D Melton who can play. Mm-hmm. They got people. Right. So these guys can go off for any other game. But if these two keep not the 50, but, you know. You couldn't expect that every night. But you but, know what I mean? Keep up the just high-level, top-tier performances. Right. They're going to be somebody to reckon with. I still got the Celtics as the best team in the East right Okay. Now. But these two guys, they've got something. They have something, and you got you to gotta strike now. You have to. You have to. And so, you know, I just want to just dig off in it just a, just a, just a, just a touch further. So, Doc Rivers had to be a casualty, man. But he, he did like the guy that was traded. You know, they had caught, you know, a couple of conversations that they had. Uh, but anyway, Nick Nurse, he's a good coach, man. He I mean, he won one. He into, yeah, yeah, he won one with, with Toronto and, and Kawhi Leonard. So, he he know what to do. And he know how to feel, how it feels uh, to get there. So, his eyes ain't going to be wide open yeah. in case they do make a deep run. Yeah, and that's I think that's what they really needed. I think yeah, Doc Rivers was a catch. He was one of those guys that just they had they had to put the blame on somebody. Right. And they were still in that phase of trying to keep James Harden. Mm-hmm. So he was the unfortunate odd man out. Award. Yeah. But Nick Nurse, I think, is definitely the coach they need. Okay. Because he was able to take Kawhi with a with a lesser supporting cast mm-hmm. and get them there. Right. Get them there and win. Now it is debatable if they would have won if the Warriors was healthy, but you still can't argue that Eastern Eastern Conference run. Mm-hmm. You can't argue what they did through that side of the right. So it's still. I think he's able to get the best out of the star mm-hmm. and also get the rest of the guys to step up around him. 
Yeah, because you can look at the team and see that everybody believes. Yeah, they're playing. They bought into the system. Winning fixes everything, man. I don't care who y'all. Winning fixes everything. When you don't have a big ego, everybody knows James Harden has a big ego. Mm-hmm. There's no hiding it. He right. can't hide it. Mm-hmm. When you don't have to deal with that, it it the flow becomes better. Right. Everybody's able to move freely without having to worry about how he's going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Do we have to get him the ball? How many shots has James Harden got? How how long has he been on the game? None of those things matter. This team is really just this team. They're all about Joel Embiid is about winning. Right. He only wants to win. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can say he's. A, we've seen him bust down crying after games. He's mm-hmm. a winner. The passion's there. The MVP was not a fluke. Obviously, like he, right. He, it was not a fluke. He just needs the right people around him. And yeah, I, I believe you're absolutely right with that because Joel Embiid is a great player. And, um, you know, like I say, he has a lot of uh, playing left in him. But I still think that he thinks in the back of his mind, how much more time do I actually have to make legitimate runs to actually get that title? Yeah, because, you we, know, we know the injuries early on were they were it was back injuries. Right. I think he had a knee one. Mm-hmm. Those are significant injuries. He a big man that likes to yeah, fall. Those are significant and the way he plays is he's not just standing there shooting the hook shots. He be trying to dunk on people. Fade away. Crossover, fade away. Like he's a he be yeah, he fall. Like it's, he likes to, <laughs> and that's the thing I mean I was not trying to say it. He's a free throw merchant too. He, he is he, he likes is. to get to the line. Right. So he likes to take he, you take a beat and especially because you're bigger, people are gonna foul you a lot harder. <laughs> And that adds up. Right. And especially if, with the injuries early on. I'm just, like you said, maybe he's aware of it too. How much longer, are, especially at this level? Right. You maybe can get another eight years in the league. But at this level? Like true championship runs. Yeah, like, like we true can, MVP contender. Right. What, how long do you have this in? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Because them winning the championship is going to depend on Joe B. Absolutely. It's going to well, go through him. Yeah. The offense and everything goes through him. What, what did you say? You said Joe B eats first. And then everybody else, this is what's left. That's what's left. Let's go get it. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, check this out. Uh, the, 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 the the champs, the Denver Nuggets finally dropped one, but you can't expect for them to have a perfect season. But the Denver Nuggets dropped one against the Houston Rockets. We just talked about them Rockets, 107-104. Now, uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon had a good game with 16. Michael Porter Jr. had 25. Uh, Jokic had 36 with 21 rips. And R. Jackson had 14. Okay. But, you know, you had two Jalen Greens, uh, uh, Jay Greens. <laughs> one had nine, one had 15. But Brooks, he came up with a 10-point sighting. Sagan, he had 23. And Van Fleek had 26. So what you think about that? You know, because they, they did rock the champions. A win, a win is a win. A win is a win. Like I said, I love this. I, I, I actually love this Rockets team. Right. I know it sounded like I don't earlier on when we was talking about my Lakers. This well, tell me what you like about it. They're, they have the formula of... We can get up and down with anybody. Mm-hmm. We can switch. Mm-hmm. And now they got vet leadership mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And Emil Doku is a great coach. We've seen it in Boston. They had whatever they had going on in the offices. That doesn't take away from what he was doing. He had those guys playing defense, and that's what they're doing in Houston. Yeah, you know, we keep it on the court in the field and in between the lines. Yeah, right. He coached. He coached. And, they, and he has it. Like, he has people who can switch. He has people who can rebound. He has people who can guard one through four. Like, it's... And then Jalen Green is that guy who we thought he was. Yeah, he's been shining the whole time. It's just street. Like, he still has to get it to where it's consistent every night. Mm-hmm. But we know what he can do. He can go off. He can give you 30 points out of nowhere. I think last night he only had eight. But he only played 16 minutes. No, that's I'm looking at the wrong one. 
Yeah, he only had nine. Oh, that's 35. But he gave you eight and five. Like, that's the thing. People don't – I know the score. Everybody looks at the score. I tend to look at what you give to a team as a whole. Right. Because like we was talking about earlier, those eight rebounds from your guard is eight extra positions that most teams don't get. Absolutely. So, you can't be mad at it. And I'm. this is my biggest thing about the Rutgers. Alperin Sengun. Alperin Sengun is a straight, legit hooper. He's okay. a straight baller. He's baby joker for me. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. That's I a love, true compliment. I love his fit there. And mm-hmm. I love that they're a lot trying to box him in. They're letting him play his game. I think I'm not... I still got to see more throughout mm-hmm. the season. It's early on. They're probably catching... You know, it's possible they're catching some people off guard. Right. But... I think they can be playing. I think that's what they're aiming for this year. Right, and I think that's going to happen as well. Okay, well, how about this, though? Okay, you had the Mavericks. They had 136 against those Pelicans, uh, 124, so they won that one. You said you like your boy Lively. He had 10 points. Kyrie Irving had 35. Luka had 30. Jay Green, 13. You had Tim Hardaway Jr. with 15, Okay. But then on the other side, you had Brandon uh, 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 Brandon Ingram. He had 20. Zion had 18. And Valachunas had 15 with D-Dames at 17. Now, with that, it's a couple things. And I see that um, Seth Curry, he only had six minutes. Looked like they done buried him on the bench. But uh, he is a good shooter once he can make it do what it do. But how about that right there? You said you really like Lively. And if you get 30 and 30 from your, from your big two every night, you should be close to winning every night. Yeah. That was that – was... Like I said, we talked about it earlier when it was the, I want to say, 44-20. I gave them a dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. That's, this is the formula that you need. Right. Let them piggyback off of each other until, and then just let the team around them contribute wherever they can. Okay. And I think out of this game, I'm more concerned with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is the game afterwards where Zion was saying he's trying his best to buy in. That's not what you want to hear from your star. Oh, so, so, so is, is, is it trouble in paradise? It's just... He's. They're trying to play him as not the first option. They're trying to play it more of a Brandon Ingram's team. Well, he's he been out for so long. Yeah, but that's not what he's used to. And I think that's more. I think it's more people taking it the wrong way. Okay. Because that's what I said. You don't want to hear. I'm trying my best to buy in from your star. Mm-hmm. And that's just from outside looking in. Because then you get these type conversations. Right. I think it's more of he's trying his best to like he means when he says I'm trying my best to buy in, but it's more of. I'm trying my best to get used to the role I'm in. Mm-hmm. Not I'm trying my best to believe in my team or I'm trying my best to listen to my – it's trying to get used to this new role for him. Because last time he played basketball, he was the guy. Right. He was the man. He was – the ball goes through me. It's like – so it's – A walking highlight film. Yeah, but they did – so let me make sure I'm looking at the right one. I want to say they played again because, you know, these with this in-season tournament, they be playing – yeah, yeah. We're going to get to the end-season tournament in a second, but he did play again, so we'll move on to that and everything and figure out what he what he going to do. But like you say, if, if, if he said he's basically going to accept the role, and he just got to get used yeah, to it. It's going to take some time. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time. We're going to hit that end-season tournament in just a minute. I just had a couple more just regular season games, if you want to call it that. Okay, now you had the Heat and the Spurs. Now you always want to take and talk about Victor Wambayama, Wimby, my man, and what he do. Uh, but this night it was the Heat 118, the Spurs 113. You know, uh, Butler, he had a decent night with 19. Highsmith, is he mostly defense? 
defense. Yeah. Okay, because he didn't have no points, but he had like 20 or 30 minutes in the game. So, then you have Bam Alibayo, 24, D. Robinson, 26, Jay Richardson, 12. Okay, then for the Spurs, a young team, but KJ had 20. Victor had his regular double-double, 18 and 11. Collins, 18. Uh, 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 Vassell, 14. And, and so can uh, 16. Okay, what we got? You know, he he's still doing his thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to to pin something on Victor. I, I we know what Victor can do. Right. We know what he's capable of. We know he's a freak of nature. Yeah. It's just from game to game basis, he tends to disappear sometimes to me. And even throughout the game, and for you to be seven four, and I don't feel you on the court, it's. I'm not worried about him. No, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not worried about him. It's just let's let's slow down. Right. And all the all the hype. I, I still love to watch him, and he's yeah, still a rookie. He's a 19 year old rookie, let's man. Let's slow down a little bit and just let him grow. Let him play. Let him. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be great. Matter of fact, in this league. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, he is on this young team mm-hmm. where he does have to take a lot of shots. He does have to. If they if he's not playing good, it's hard for them to win. Right. So it's gonna be a growing pain. It's gonna get some some getting used to for him because he's a winner. He's a winner. He's coming from winning. That's all he's ever known is winning. So it's gonna be a learning experience for him. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I feel the same way you feel. I, I still want to watch the games. Anytime the Spurs are playing, I don't care who they're playing against. I still want to know what Victor is going to do. All right, let's run now a, a, a couple more of these quick games and everything in the regular season type, but season games. And then we're going to drop off into this in season tournament right quick. So you had to take in uh, the Bulls beat the Pistons 119 uh, 108. The Thunder beat the Sun 111.99. Okay, listen. Kevin Durant can't do it by himself. He had 28. And, you know, Alexander for the Thunder balls real hard. So he had 35. Uh, the T-Wolves had 116. The Warriors 110. Curry had his 38. And Anthony Edwards, which is your boy, you really like him, he had 33. Uh, when it came to the Bucks, Bucks was 118. The Bulls was 109. Uh, Giannis had 35 points and 11 rips. Uh, here's the little stat line that kind of stood out to me. That was a win. But uh, 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 Damian Lillard only had twelve. Yeah, he's struggling. He's struggling. It is. It doesn't help that he's struggling offense, especially because he's not playing defense at all. That's it's not going to work, bro. This team should be way better. Well, they're acting like it's, it's starting to be a big disappointment, man. I need you to tell me how you feel about this situation, man, because this is supposed to be a block blush, blockbuster trade, and it's supposed to make it do what it do. And then Giannis even, you know, was like, hey, it's Dame's team. I'm just going to try to give everything. And he got hammered for that. But, you know, he still got his numbers there. But it's like, your boy Dame. He ain't really coming up to yeah. to that level. Even I said I didn't like the statement of it's Dame's team. I didn't I didn't agree with that. But it's I think it's more of he's got to play more off ball this year, and he's so used to having the ball in his hand. Yeah, I'm saying, do he know how to do that, man? He used to be the number one option, the only option. Yeah. Hey, I get forty fifty, I'm good. That's what it was. It wasn't. He wasn't. He'd come up. They might run a play. Once or twice a quarter. Right. Mainly it was him coming up, doing what you want to do. Dribble the ball as much as you want, take a shot. Because who else you going to give the ball to? Especially after, It's been so long since he had somebody else out there. Mm-hmm. CJ McCullough's been going, what, four or five years by now. Right. So now it's the ball has to – got to get Giannis touches. He has to get the ball. He's also going to bring the ball up. you got to run offenses through Giannis because defense is going to respect him 
and should open up more shots for you, Dave. Right. You just have to get used to that. Catch it off the shoot. You don't get the sidestep shots no more. You don't get the. You don't have to do them. You don't have to do the pound dribble step back. You don't have to do none of that stuff no more. It's nice. It's nice to have that in your bag. But right now, we need you more playing like Steph Curry. Which everybody says you have the same range. You can shoot just as good as him. This is your opportunity. Right. This is your chance to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. You haven't done it. And like I said, it's not looking good because you. I don't know if you can't play D or you're choosing not to. Well, that's kind of dangerous because for the simple fact, we know that James Harden don't play D. Yeah, we see what So you is. don't want to fall into that car- that category. And if you think about it, uh, Giannis is a defensive player. I mean, he offensive, but he can play defense real well. But uh, And again, this whole thing is kind of concerning me, man, because to think about it, whenever uh, Damian Lillard set out, okay, Giannis still was in double digits, a double-double, and done everything he can. Sometimes it came out as a win. Sometimes it came out as a loss. But the thing about it is, is with, with, with all of that taking being said now, I heard that Giannis may have have a little a little leg yeah, strain. Yeah, they both with something. Okay, so so now you know it's like Giannis is still giving like his hundred and ten percent. That man got to step up. He can't. Giannis cannot do it by yeah. himself. I mean, we know what Giannis is gonna do. We know what he's gonna do. It's it's given now. Like it's no it's no question what Giannis is gonna give you. Because it's just the efforts there. Right. Night, night in, night out, the efforts gonna be there. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna get him. 20 and 10. Mm-hmm. Just because of his size. And then, he, like I said, 110% every game. Right. Dame, Dame is in that, he's in that gray space of trying to find himself on this new team. He can't, I think he's struggling with, I can't beat Dame Dollar. Why not? Why can't you, why can't you game, not? The game style of Dame Dollar doesn't fit here. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. If I got to change my game, I got to change my whole mindset. Right. In a certain type of way. Not, mm-hmm. Completely okay, but in certain ways you do. Mm-hmm. You still got to have that killer instinct. You still got to believe you're one of those top guys in the league. Mm-hmm. Yes, but now it's more of you got to think about this team now because you are on a championship winning team, right? And you're not gonna do that by yourself. Mm-hmm. So now I think he's just struggling of how do I get mine as well as get this the rest of these guys going? Yeah. So it's it, like I said, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. believe it's hard on him, and then dealing with these injuries. Missing games, probably not feeling as comfortable as he, you know, little aggravation, whatever it is. It's hard. And I'm not going to act like I don't understand that. But at the same time, Dame, you are Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. You got to figure this out. Just like how we talk about the Clippers. I'm, a, I'm not, I don't, I don't pick a Jews with none of y'all. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to figure it out. You have to. And they need to figure that out sooner than later. Yeah. Because, like I said, you, you can't be playing from behind and everything. You down five, six, seven, eight games trying to take in, you know, jockey for position when it comes to the playoffs. You want the highest seed you can get. And like I said, with the Celtics already way ahead of everybody in there. Oh, yes. And then with the 76ers coming up. Red hot. Y'all are sliding down. Wrong direction. Slowly but surely. You don't want that to happen. Too early. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm thinking. It's too early. Y'all shouldn't have four losses this early. Y'all mm-hmm. aren't one of those teams that's have four losses. Right. Just because of what you can put out there on paper. And then for y'all to be playing, I think they're like bottom four in defense. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. Absolutely when unacceptable. you got somebody like Giannis, a former DPOI, and you have a runner-up last year in Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. You gotta, and that's on coaching too. You gotta figure out how to put them in positions to do what they do. Mm-hmm. He has Brooke Lopez guarding out on the wing. He's too slow. Mm-hmm. You need to keep him somewhere, have him floating around the rim so he can get those block shots. Absolutely, but it's it's fixable. It's fixable. I don't think we press panic yet. Still, but 
it is worrying. It is something that you got to watch. Major concern. Yeah, you got to watch it because you can't have Dame not scoring and not being able to play defense. No, you can't have both. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. Okay, so let's listen. Let's get into the end season tournament because we kind of we kind of touch bases on it just slightly, but let's dig in it a little bit more. The end season tournament, the IST. We know because the court changed. That's that they help us out. They help y'all out. <laughs> okay, we're gonna start right here. You know we have to Hornets one hundred five Heat one eleven. Now. The Hornets are now one and one in the end season tournament, and the Heat are two and zero. Oh. Go ahead and chop that game up for me for a second, man, because I'm going to take and tell you a couple of things that I'm thinking about. But you go ahead and tell me. The Hornets should have won that. I game. I hate that game for the Hornets. Yeah. I hate that game for the Hornets because mm-hmm. they 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 did it. They they put themselves in position to win. Absolutely, it's just they didn't have their full team and enough firepower. Right, that's all it came down to. Mm-hmm. If they would have at least somebody else, a Terry, a Miller, a did Haywood? Haywood didn't play. Haywood Miller didn't, didn't play, play, and Terry, and didn't, Terry play. didn't play. And they're still waiting on Miles Bridges, who I think comes back Friday. So, and then they all. I think PJ had 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He had 32. 32. Oh, wow. Yeah, I lost track. Yeah. And then LaMelo had another great game. Right. It's just we – and then the Heat – LaMelo had 28. We also – the Heat also on a four-game – no, I want to say they're up to six, but four games on the road. They won four straight on the road. They're just a hot team right now. And that's true, but I'm not going to give them no pass. Oh, no. Listen, I need to tell you something, man. The Hornets should have won this game. And I'm going to tell you what I said. Yeah, they was down some firepower, okay? They didn't have Gordon Haywood. They didn't have Brandon Miller, okay? And they also didn't have Terry. But they did have a red-hot P.J. Washington, okay? When I looked at the end of that game, that was frustrating me. Now, P.J. Washington was hot the whole game, red-hot, man, okay? He was red-hot. At the end of that game, he missed his last four or five shots. And Melo, his shot selection, it wasn't that good at the very end of the game. While all of this is going on, you're going to have to know, and the coach is going to have to be able to recognize, he cooling off. They didn't run no more of the plays through nobody else. It was P.J. Washington and LaMelo Ball. You got three other people on the court at that time. No timeout was called until they lost all of that. And now you sitting there where well, you could have been two and zero, you one and one now, man. That's a coach call. But that's what that's what I was I've always talked about with the Hornets, with with Terry out, with Gordon out, with Brandon Miller out, with PJ cooling down, and with Lamelo still shooting inefficient. Even though he's scoring now, his he's inefficient with it because his shot selection. Right. We we've been through that about Lamelo. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they didn't run the ball. They didn't run plays for. But who 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 do you run plays for? You don't know anything because you don't play these guys. This is what I was talking about every episode. You you did get a showing from um, Bryce McGowan, who gave us 12. But we don't know if that's consistent. We don't know if we can call players for him in a clutch game. That was a game we were still trying to win. I, I get what you're saying, but from a coach's export, you got to think. You don't think P.J. misses four straight at the, in this game, the way he's been playing. You don't think LaMelo, LaMelo has picked up his three-point shot in the past couple games. You think LaMelo can't make in this fight? We lost by six. So it's a hard thing to digest. Yeah, to try to figure out. But what out. about, what, I understand, man, and, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. But what about coaching on the fly, bro? You got to be adaptable. You got to be able to see, react, and adapt. That's, that's the name of the game. It go, The game is so fast and quick. You're getting paid to make those decisions, man. But yeah, that's what is. He didn't have a lot to work with, though. 
Yeah, but you still, like you said, McGowan's gave you 12. Nick Richardson gave you 10. He gave us uh, 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 he, he Williams gave, gave you 11. And that's the thing. We played him this game. He was in for 29 minutes. And I, I guess what you're saying, run plays through him, but they, they probably don't even have plays installed for these guys. Yeah, but JT Thor. Because they Thor, don't play. <laughs> right, but JT Thor, he was cold. But listen, at, still at the same time, he liked to shoot the three. Get open, man. At least try one of those last six shots. That's the only thing that I'm saying. And I think both of us got a valid point. You're absolutely right. And I love the Hornets, man. I just taking, I guess I'm a little frustrated at the fact that I just think that they could do a little better as far as from the coaching aspect. I don't care that they lost. Yeah. I don't expect them to win all of them. But at the same time, the coach should know what's on the bench. And you know, I'm not a I'm not a Steve Clifford advocate at all. <laughs> but this is one of those times where I think his back was against the wall. Okay. It wasn't the ideal situation for him. Mm-hmm. I bet he did wish he had one of those other guys. Right. I, I think that's just what it was. Mm-hmm. He tried to, uh, I think he just tried to get them, these two who got us in the game. You know what I'm saying? The two who kept us in the game. I think it was just one of those, let's run with these guys, the people who've been playing the best all night, and let's try to finish it off. And I think they just didn't, like I said, they just ran out of the firepower. That's cool, and I and I and I accept that, man. You know, I'm glad we can chop it up because I accept that, and and, and that's cool. You know what I mean? I guess the thing about it is, it is an in season tournament. It, it's not the playoffs, but you already know with these next couple of games we about to talk about. This in season tournament is intense, man. Yeah. When that court changes, attitudes change, yeah, players, focus change. Players finally came out and said, "No, nah, it, it it means something." It, it, absolutely, it something. We play, even, it's great basketball play being played. Play, I heard Paolo Paolo Bancaro from the Orlando Magic. Yeah, they got a trophy. Uh huh. And they said, even if I want it, I want the trophy because even if it goes away next year, who got that trophy? Exactly. Me. And then $500,000 on top don't hurt nobody. Nobody so, at all. This history, baby. You can tell, like, yeah, it means something. Even the people who try to downplay it and try to act like it's just, it's still just regular season games. No. Y'all play a little different when that question. Yeah, man. It's Y'all intense play a out there. When that and it, it's, it's, it's fun to watch, though, because you're getting good quality basketball. That's the part I'm focusing on the good quality basketball. Not that riffraff, but the yeah. good quality basketball. I love that part. Well, how about this? Because this was another end season tournament. Now, we took it now, you know, group play. Now, the, the, the Clippers lost to the Nuggets 108 111. They're on a six game skid. Now, I'm not comparing basketball. Ball to football, but that Harden trade play went down. That Trey Lance trade with the with the Dallas Cowboys, Dak is playing a little bit better. <laughs> hey, my job. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm just saying. But with that being said, now what you think, man? Because the Clippers probably should have won that game. But again, when you look at it, I think Tyrone Lue have a hard time knowing who he need to put out on the court. I was just thinking that how you was talking about Steve Clifford. Yeah, that's how I feel about Tyrone Lue after this game. <laughs> Because there's no reason Russell Westbrook didn't finish this game. Right. No reason at all. Mm-hmm. Not for not for not for James Harden. Not for James Harden. <laughs> not for James Harden. <laughs> Especially in this game. I'm not talking about the rest of the season. Right. This game? It meant a lot. Russell Westbrook should have been on that floor. Right. Especially watching it. He's the reason y'all got back in this game and got up. As soon as y'all got up, y'all took him out. And y'all can't expect him not to be frustrated. Because if I'm Russell Westbrook, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. <laughs> Something got to change. Everywhere I go, I'm the, I'm the guy who's getting the sword end of the stick. Nah. Nah. And it don't even got nothing to do with his play anymore. It's just y'all just picking and choosing. Right. Because if, if, let's say, that's not James Harden. Let's say that's not James Harden. 
let's say that's Terrence Mann. Okay. Who was getting these minutes. Mm-hmm. Terrence Mann missing shots, not playing good, throwing bad turnovers to the fifth stand in the, in the crowd. He's coming out that game. He's not finishing in that fourth quarter. Absolutely. If Russell Westbrook is still on that team, he still has a game he has, he's staying on that four. Why not have the – like I just said with the Charlotte Hornets thing, I get maybe you do want to – but at least have the best players of that game on the floor. Right. Why not have Russell? Especially he's the energy guy. It's a close game. You need that. You need somebody who can grab it off the board, take it 94 feet, dish it off or dunk it or something. He was giving you something nobody else was on that team. Right. Nobody. When you put Paul George in the game, he shoots a wedgie at the at the buzzer. <laughs> so it's like, oops. And then Kyle's sitting there saying, oh, we played good, we did it. No, man, no. You, you need to take some responsibility and say you lost your team this game. Absolutely, absolutely. You lost your team this game, and now you got to – we know what Russell Westbrook is. Mm-hmm. We know he runs hot. Mm-hmm. He was on that bench hot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hot in it. He didn't hide it. He didn't come to the bench. I see it. Oh, this is clear. Coach took out, not just ran by him, waved him off. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. Not at all. Especially if y'all aren't playing good already. It's scary if y'all are the Clippers. It's scary if y'all are Clippers fans. Whether y'all, it's not an easy fix. I don't see. It's not going to be an easy fix. I don't think it was. I, I honestly don't feel like it's enough basketball to go around. And he's going to have to figure that out, man. You know what I mean? And also, I just hate that it keeps being, like I keep saying, I just hate that. That ball, not enough ball conversation mm-hmm. only applies to Russell Westbrook. I don't think it necessarily only applies to uh, 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 this- Russell Westbrook. I think it applies to the fact of you probably shouldn't got James Harden in the first place, but at the same time, you the coach, and you need to be able to take him, check that box and be like, I'm going to put my best man that's been here already on the floor like when what I you say, just said. When I say by only applies to Westbrook, I mean as from a coaching standpoint. He seems to be the only guy who suffers from when it's, yeah, I when see it's time saying. to, when it's, oh, we, yeah. need, we need to take one of you guys out. Mm-hmm. Why is it always Westbrook? Right. Yeah, yeah, that that ain't cool, man. And, and and the thing about it is, like, we already know that there's a lot of layers to this team, to this game, and to the to the, to the players that's going on. But they also, man, I don't care. You still was playing the Denver Nuggets. You want that win? You want it, even if it even if it's not an in season tournament game, right? You want to beat them. Mm-hmm. You want to beat them to show, like, yeah, we're legit. We're legit. Comp- that's just Clippers. You're not in the conversation of. Maybes. Mm-hmm. Y'all are way past maybe. Right. They might be able to. Mm-hmm. No, people are expecting you to. Mm-hmm. To do something. Yes. To do, and this, I don't see it because now y'all getting to the point, I've seen Kawhi getting frustrated. Russ was frustrated. James don't care. <laughs> he got what he wanted. Paul frustrated. Paul's frustrated. Ty Lue's confused. It's, Terrence Mann seems to be the only person who just buying into his role. But I think he needs a bigger one, if you ask me. But how do you get him that bigger role with all these players? Right. That's the you guys are just spoiling yourselves, thinking that we can just accumulate talent, mm-hmm. just bring in talent. I haven't ever seen it really work. It a lot. doesn't work like that mm-hmm. because you gotta have those. You gotta have those guys. Like my our twenty twenty championship run is the perfect example. Right. That team was just put together of LeBron, AD, and a bunch of guys who was going to buy in to whatever they needed to do. Dwight came back, said, I'll rebound off the bench for you. JaVale said, I'll run up and down and catch lives. Uh, Alexander Caruso, he said, yeah, I'll hustle, dive on the floor, be that energy guy for us. He Like, that's what you – Rondo. Rondo took the most 
humble route to that championship. He was the coach's player. That's all he was there for. Right. He wasn't there to try to score 20 points. He wasn't even trying to get 16, 20 assists. He was there just to get everybody in their spots, get everybody going, and keep everybody talking and communicating. That's a championship team. Yeah, he was pass first, get to run the offense, shoot last, shoot very, last. very last. And then they started disrespecting him. Then he started saying, all right, let me put this up. <laughs> but it's just, it's, that's, that's the type. You get one or two top guys, and you fill out your roster of competent basketball players. Right, right. That's what the Nuggets did last year. Mm-hmm. They, got, they knew they had Joker. You got a they ring knew they had Jamal it. Murray coming back. So let's fill out this roster with some competent th- Kentavious Caldwell Pope was on that championship team too. He was. Then you get Aaron Gordon, who was there, JaVel McGee, who could also hit some threes. Then you get Bruce Brown, who was there, Alice Caruso. The blueprint is there. Mm-hmm. Why are all these teams ignoring that and going with this? Yeah, let me let me uh AI generate me something. It don't <laughs> <laughs> It ain't working. So let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. With, with everything that, that we just talked about, right? Um because Paul George is healthy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard is healthy. Uh, uh, Westbrook is like almost like an Iron Man. Do you think they get anything figured out and make any kind of deep run in the playoffs? <sighs> deep run in the playoffs is the pussy part. Mm-hmm. Figuring it out, I do think they figure it out. Mm-hmm. Find a way to be like a top five team mm-hmm. at least. Like that's the worst I think. But it's just I think I'm going off of knowing these players. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen. It's more 50-50 than... So it's like like what you said, it's the pushing part. That's pushy. It's, yeah, it's, you've got to pushing it a little too, yeah, too so far. I, I, can believe, I can believe it going either way with these guys just mm-hmm. because of... I can believe they blow it up midway through it mm-hmm. just because it's not salvageable. Man, but that'll be a waste of a season. I know this. We gonna talk about NFL later. I was. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Boy, well, yeah, we about I to get the there. <laughs> yeah, but we we we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. But listen, but like like I say, with that, with that all that being said, now um, you know the Hawks are, are winning. Um, they did win a game one twenty six to one twenty against the, uh, the Pistons. I didn't see Trey Young ice Trey on the stat line, so I don't. Maybe that was a, a one of his little rest periods. But you know, I, I'm looking to take and see him play a little bit uh, uh, more this year. As well, um, but uh, like, 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 let's move on a little bit forward now. Let's change gears for one quick second. Let's talk about men's college basketball, baby. Oh, yeah, you know, this is my favorite. Okay, right now here. I want you to start right here. Men's college basketball, start with that Duke Michigan game. Man, Caleb Foster, amazing freshman guy, saved Duke because <laughs> they did was not playing well. And he came off the bench and was the only consistent scorer who was shooting efficient, the only one. And it was a close game. It was a close game. Right. And coming off of that, that loss to Arizona is scary. Duke got some things to figure out. And maybe it's just guys aren't making their shots early. Okay. But, yeah, they they got to – they don't look like who I thought they was going to be. And maybe it's just they don't have that strong of a class that they've been used to the past couple of years. Now, 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 with this game, now, now, Duke, it was 74-65. So, uh, with Duke winning, 74, Michigan 65. So, what you think was look, that was missing there again now? 
just making shots. They don't have. They didn't have a guy other than Caleb Foster when he came off the bench. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that go-to guy. I know we can give it to him and get a bucket. Right. It was they was trying to get it to Philip Philip Pikowski. Mm-hmm. He was just having a rough night. Mm-hmm. And, um, Jeremy Roach had a rough night. Mm-hmm. And then they got Jared McCain starting, and um, I can't think of the other guy. Mm-hmm. But it was just a bad shooting night. Right. Like I said, it's not. I don't, I'm not panicking about it or nothing like you know. I don't even care about Duke. But. Uh, <laughs> not, yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, all right. Duke was ranked number nine, and and and, uh, and and I'm looking at this right now. And Michigan State was ranked number eighteen. It wasn't an upset. No, it wasn't an upset. But like you said, they're going to have to figure it out because we're we're used to that being a high caliber team. Yeah, it was. And, and the ratings was a little few because they both came off. Losses. losses. Both of them yeah, came off losses. Both of them, and Michigan State's was a bad one. Yeah. Michigan State's was a bad one. But I think they're both good teams. Mm-hmm. I think they're both going to be making noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just they're these young guys, these young teams, it's hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. It's hard to put a put a finger on exactly. Okay. Well, check this out. Now, uh, we're we going to dig into this little top 25 right quick. But I, um, UNC uh, uh, beat Lehigh 90 to 68. Right now, um, North Carolina, you, North Carolina Tar Heels are ranked number 20 right now. What you expect out of them? And give me your take on Hubert Davis, man. What, what, what's going on? What, what you expect from him this year, man? I got to see. I got to see. Legit competition. Like I got to see us play somebody, right? Because we ain't we played uh, Radford and Lehigh, right? But earlier on, I will say this: FAU is a top ten team. Okay, and we beat them in preseason. Mm-hmm. And this ain't college. This ain't football. This ain't NFL. People mm-hmm. play in preseason, right? So we we beat a top ten team. <laughs> we, we we beat them, right? So I'm not. I know it's preseason, but we they we beat them, right? So it's and then seeing us, I think we got. A way deeper team than what we've had the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, past couple of years we've been stuck in that R.J. Davis, Caleb Love. Just mm-hmm. let them go out there and do what they do. Mm-hmm. This year we actually got some firepower. We went up. We went out and got some shooters. We went out and got Harrison Ingram from Stanford, mm-hmm. who's a versatile wing guy who can defend one through four. And like I said, Elliot Elliot Cadot, man, that freshman, something special. Man. Yeah, he's special. It's just gonna be where and that's the thing with Hubie. We didn't see this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it now. Mm-hmm. You got to get more people on the floor. Mm-hmm. You got to get some of these guys chances to play. I haven't seen Seth Trimble, who mm-hmm. was our energy guard last year, mm-hmm. defender. Mm-hmm. But I think this team is way better than we were last year. Mm-hmm. We were one of those. We were one of those weird things of addition by subtraction. We right. Got rid of Caleb Love, mm-hmm. and it just opens up more. And then Baycott. I think Baycott's gonna have. Uh, a player of the year type year. Okay, so I, I really want I really want your input on this, and I really want to look through your mind's eye on this. When Hubert Davis first got there, they went all the way to the championship, didn't they? And lost to who? Kansas. Okay. Since then, ain't nothing been the same. It's only now, one year so, between, Pop. Huh? It's only been one year between. That's true, but what I'm saying is that that's why I want you to kind of like, you know, kind of like chop that up for me right quick because... It, it, still though, is it because they was getting used to Hubert Davis type of style of coaching, and the other coaches adapted, or the other teams adapted, or was he riding talent too? No, nah, we just didn't have the talent last year. Okay, I don't think we had the players that we needed. That's what I needed to know. I don't think we had them guys because it was like I said, it was R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, and Armando Baycott. You get past that, we didn't really have much. And then Caleb Love is so 
inconsistent. Mm-hmm. RJ Davis isn't really a, a shot maker. Right. He's more of a facilitator. Uh-huh. Can make shots. Right. So it was tough. That, that's why I like this team way more than last year's team because we actually got the shot makers. We got people who can push the floor. We got versatile. We got versatility at positions that we didn't have last year. Okay. So and then that's the thing. Hubie showed. He said, "Okay, first year I didn't test transfer. Mm-hmm. First year I went off recruiting." And just buy players that I was returning. Mm-hmm. This year he said, "No, no, 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 no. I know my team needs help. I know we're missing some pieces." He went out to the transfer portal and got them. He got those pieces. He got a player that can come in and help Baycott on the boards. Mm-hmm. He got well. This was recruiting. He got Elliot Cadeau who can come in and keep the offense going when R.J. Davis comes out. Okay. He got Carmen uh, Carmack. He got um. This is another guy. The Notre Dame dude is Carmack. I think it's a guy from Bryant. I can't think of his name, though. Another shooter. Like, he went out and got the depth that we so much needed. So he's making adjustments. He's doing He's he's doing his thing. Okay. It's just, that's what I said. Last year was ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was reason to start looking at Hubie Davis any different. Okay. Because it was just a rough year. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those. And everybody has those. It was just one of those years where we couldn't, we couldn't, and even in games, we competed with Duke last year in mm-hmm. both games. They both was close. It was just we didn't have enough to finish out a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So it just looked bad. It did not going to the NIT makes it look even worse. Right. Like just denying it. Mm-hmm. So it, it puts a bad taste in fans' mouths. From the outside, because he didn't go. They didn't go. Yeah, we just de- we just declined. Exactly. Okay. Well, check this out. Looking at the top twenty-five right now, we're not gonna go through every last team, but uh, top five right here: Kansas, Purdue, Arizona, Marquette, and UConn. It it's, it just seems to me like Kansas is always ranked number one. Uh, but do they deserve that right now? Yeah, I think so. Just because they got they got some people who came back. Okay. And then they did bring in some people in this recruiting class, and. Just because they it's, – it's one of those coaches being there mm-hmm. himself. I think he's one of those – I think he's – other than like Tom Enzo, he's one of those guys who's just been around. He knows how to get his program going. So I think they just started off one, and it's going to be can anybody get them out of that spot. Right, okay. Coming in, they were the best team in the nation. Now, now Purdue, hadn't really heard a lot from them, but they have been balling. So, Purdue at number two, you that that that's, that sounds right? Seems like they've been ranked low, lower before. They yeah. must have they must have had a, a major recruit recruit class going coming in here. Zach Eady coming back. Mm-hmm. Zach Eady coming back helped them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, player of the year from last year. Mm-hmm. And then it's just that's the thing. I don't think anybody did enough this off season. To I think Kentucky had the best. Recruiting class, but mm-hmm. Eric, coming off last year, they got a lot of questions to answer. Right. It's just this year. I think this is the most up in the air college basketball has been. Mm-hmm. It's not a clear cut favorite. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not like, oh, we know this team is just gonna come out and run through any and everybody. Okay, well that's fine. Uh, like Tennessee, a lot of times I know Tennessee is a great team. I, um, I take it I know that their, their their women's basketball team has always been great, and they they've done done uh, pretty decent. They rank number seven. Duke is number nine. Gonzaga is number eleven. Right, this will change, mm-hmm. but right now Gonzaga is number eleven. Man, I take it. I mean, but Gonzaga Gonzaga always in there. They always win. Yeah. So you so I take it. I'm looking forward to them playing and everything. Yeah, they got Purdue. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they got Purdue coming up the twentieth. So okay, that's a, that's a big game. Now you, you I know I, you say uh, basketball schools and football schools. Kentucky number seventeen. How how you feel about them this year? Uh, that's one of them young teams. Uh-huh. They did get. I want to say they got like four or five of the top, maybe seven eight guys. Right. That came in this year. Mm-hmm. Is they might find themselves in the. The same situation as the Clippers. <laughs> it is because I, I know these guys. Right. I, Rob Billingham is a Charlotte product. He came out of Charlotte. Uh-huh. Uh, DJ Wagner, we know what he does. Will Shepard is a shooter. Mm-hmm. And then you got um, Aaron Bradshaw. He protects the paint. And there's one more guy, too. I cannot think of his name right now off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's another guy who's uh, he's a, he's a pro scorer, actually. Mm-hmm. The, he might be the best out of all of these players. Yeah. And I can't think of his name, which is really bothering me. But it'll come back up. Yeah, okay, but, that's cool. But but like you say, we, we look like it might they might do a little damage. Yeah. Okay. Now you can never sleep. You can never count out count par. Okay. And like you say, North Carolina, the Tar Heels are sitting number twenty. Villanova, you know, you always kind of you know at the end, you know, basketball is played before March. Yeah. <laughs> but Villanova is in there twenty one, and um, then you got the fight in the line now. Uh, the Illinois is at twenty three. Uh, so uh, and so, you know, I think that you know you feel pretty good about this going to be a, a pretty nice year. that's going up here. I think so. I think it's going to be a good year because th- it's so much talent right now, mm-hmm. and all these teams are pretty. Like all of them are, have a reason to be it. Right. Like every single one of them. Go ahead. Go ahead. And give me go, just just give me give me two sleepers. Just two. Just give me two sleepers, man. That ain't in the top ten. Just give me two sleepers, man. The USC team. USC. They did just have a bad loss to UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. But they're a young team with uh, Isaiah Collier. Mm-hmm. They got Booby. I mean mm-hmm. Boogie Fland out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still waiting on Brownie to come back. Mm-hmm. But they're they're a, they're a, a team that you gotta watch just because Isaiah Collier is so special. Right. He's a special player, and then Boogie showed what he could do. Mm-hmm. On, he was out there by himself last year mm-hmm. and he showed what they could do it's just after this loss it's going to be how do you bounce back from it right is it going to deflate y'all or I think that's one team mm-hmm. and if I had to pick another one I might I, I might go 15-16 uh, Baylor as well okay Baylor got a guy Jacoby Walker right out there who, and we've seen them go on long runs in tournaments recently off of just they are defensive team first, uh-huh. and then you get a guy like Jacoby, who pro ready already. Like that's the thing when you get a guy with a pro bag in these college things with a team around him, not just have him go out there somewhere by himself. Right. Put a team around him. Mm-hmm. That's scary. That's when things start to get because that's what Duke's been past couple years. That's what Kansas been past couple years. Get get that top guy, and then just put the team around him. Exactly. But I got somebody else too who's not even in top twenty five. Who that? Michigan. Okay. Michigan is going – they got some transfers. They got a guy from Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. Burnett. They're going to be a team – just keep a, keep your ear out for Michigan. You, you heard it here. Keep your ear out for Michigan, okay? It's going to be a great – it's going to be a great NCAA men's college basketball. But you know what? We show love to the ladies too. Women's college basketball. Please don't sleep 
on the women's college hoops. It's going to be a great year, okay? Also, it's a little something for you in here. The Dynamic Duel of the Week Award is going to be given out in this segment. We're looking at the women's college basketball. Please, y'all, don't sleep on them. Show some love. Now, let me give you a couple of highlights right quick. First of all, you got Stanford's. They 6'4", stand-in Cameron Brink. She, Brink, she's hitting them, baby. Real Fifth, yeah, fifth the consecutive free throws with 300 blocks to go along with it. I call her the baby giraffe. Real deal, yeah, but, but she the, I love to see her play. Real That's deal. a compliment, she, by the way. She reminds me of a Brianna Stewart. Maybe the bag's not as deep, uh-huh. but just that the height, being able to shoot, and she plays defense. Like, oh. She's a boy. I love to see her play, man. Yeah, she's, she's, she's legit. Them trees is going to do something. Look out she's for Stanford, legit. okay? Listen, logo... Caitlin Clark, the number two ranked Iowa. Mr. Ryan got a triple double, 24, 10, and 11, beating a in state rivals, Northern Iowa, 94, 53. Listen, Logo Clark becomes Iowa's all time scorer. All right, congratulations. Congratulations. What you think about that, baby? Look good like that? Man, we know what Clinton going to do. <laughs> we know what going to do. It's just going to be when she gets into that deeper part of the schedule where she plays the the more competition. Mm-hmm. We already talked about it. We're mm-hmm. not worried about her. Yeah. It's just going to be can the team step up around her and keep her fresh. Yeah, absolutely. To, to make another deep run into the playoffs. We love you, Clayton Clark, and we will be watching you, baby. Keep shooting till your arm falls off. Hey, listen, South Carolina and LSU, uh, respectively, took in both of them, put up multiple Benjamin games, multiple 100-point games against opponents. Let me drop this down for you right quick. LSU, after dropping their first one to the Colorado Lady Bluffs, 92-78, has went three hot. Dropping 100 points at least on each following opponent, baby. Kim Mulkey got them girls playing now. What you think? Uh, we we knew we knew they was going to figure it out. Like yeah. you said earlier, they just ran into a Colorado team who bought in and knew they could. <laughs> like, they just believed they could beat them, and they went out there and got it done. Yeah. That's one of those games you can't be mad at it. You, it is, you know. It, it was a wake-up call, and I'm, I know they're glad that it happened early. Yeah. They say, listen, y'all might be the defending champions, but ain't nobody really scared of you We're like not that. down for nobody. Exactly. And, and that's what I, I like that they respected um, that Colorado team and they moved them up into the top five, I want to say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they did. They are. They they sitting right there at five. Okay. So congratulations, Colorado. Y'all three and zero right now. Anyway, it wasn't a fluke win. Congratulations on that. But just one more thing on LSU. Mad shout outs to Michaela Williams. She dropped forty two in the LSU one hundred nine Kent State uh, win one hundred nine LSU Kent State seventy nine. Mad shout out to Michaela Williams. Congratulations on dropping up that uh, forty piece. You did a very good job on that. Okay, listen. Also, South Carolina. Now, first of all, they haven't stopped. Uh, South Carolina dropped a hundred piece of the first game they played against Notre Dame, one hundred to seventy one. So, so listen, Don Staley and South Carolina, and you can't forget about my girl Gardosa, you know, uh, in the middle, just making it happen. Say, hey, it's my time now, okay? I'm right here. I'm here. Listen, what you think about Don Staley, man? Because listen, they dropping hundreds left and right too. Yeah, both games. They they both was against ranked opponents. Right. They both. They they're the best team right now. They're the best team. No questions asked about it. 
AP Poll, South Carolina, ranked number one. They're the best team right now. They're the team to beat. And it's just because they look so they look so good. They do, don't they? They look so good. And Don Staley's out there having fun with it. Exactly. She's out, She's letting them play. She's strict on them, you can tell. She holds them accountable. But she's letting them play. Tough love. And they're, <laughs> they're responding mm-hmm. the right way. Mm-hmm. They might be on the road to another championship this year. Hey, listen, and it wouldn't surprise me, and I want to see the journey. Listen, UConn, they're trying to get their winning ways back. UConn beat Dayton 102-58. You know, I think their their best um, player, man, had went out on the injury. She back now, so we're going to have to keep our eyes as far as, you know, how how that goes. Yeah, they got Paige back, man. She had a pretty significant injury that kind of, you know, popped off on that, but she seems to be doing better now with that. So, happy about that. She one of them ones, too, that, that you just love to see her healthy and out on the floor. Right. Absolutely. That's 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 really what you want. Uh, uh, listen, uh, wh- what about this right here? What about the uh, uh, um, Shaq's daughter and uh, Miara O'Neal signing with Florida? Florida. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about Florida's women's basketball, so I'm not going to speak on their program. From my standpoint, she should have went to LSU. Legacy. Mm-hmm. And they're they're balling right now. I think it puts other than South Carolina, it puts her in the best position to be successful. Mm-hmm. I think Kim Mulkey is right up there with the Don Staley's of the world. Right. If that was her, it just made sense. It yeah. just makes sense to go to LSU. Right. But I'm I'm not mad at it. Congrats to you. Congrats to Florida for landing. She is an amazing player. She's mm-hmm. going. And you got Shaq's daughter who can shoot threes. Just imagine what that looked like. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, congratulations again, and I hope it works out there for you in Gainesville. Absolutely. And this is what we've been waiting for, baby. I told you in this segment, women's college basketball, you get the dynamic double duo Award of the week, Double D. That goes to who? That goes to uh, Deja Kelly and Alyssa Utsby of UNC Tar Heels Women Basketball. Congratulations of the Dynamic Duo Award, Double D. Deja Kelly and Alyssa Utsby of the UNC Tar Heels Women. What they did was went out there and got them a win against an in-state rival against Davidson, 74-70. Deja Kelly had 18. Alyssa Utsby had 11. Both of them played over 30 minutes apiece, and they really made that thing shine, you know? So what what you think about that, man? Because I think North Carolina gonna make some noise this year. Oh yeah, I think we slept on. I think we slept on as a team, and I think we got the. I think we got some pieces to compete. It's gonna take a lot to get. We don't have the top end talent, right? As a South Carolina LSU, uh, we don't have a Caitlin Clark out, like out in Iowa, uh-huh. and I'm. I don't know if we can. If we like, yeah, we don't have the Cameron Brinks of the world, the Page Brinks, but what we do have is a great unit. We got a great. He plays with a lot of heart. Got a great leader in Deja Kelly, Mm -hmm. and I just like it. And then then we even got young players like Paulina Paris who didn't play well, but she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love her. Uh, What about that center? Mm -hmm. Dornowski. Oh, God, I can't pronounce her name. Mm -hmm. But that's why I say I think this is the team that gets us back into being talked about more. Being talked about is because when growing up, man. UNC women's basketball was just right up there with the Tennessees and everything of the world. Ivory Ladder, Ivory Ladder, like and, and it, no, they, they, I mean, those was they were, it was wonderful out there, those man. Those was the times I were 
I think of when I think of UNC women's basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. The world's a better place when UNC's bas- women's basketball is <laughs> playing good. Ain't it though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going y'all on. I hope y'all, I hope y'all do it. Hope y'all keep this thing together and pull it out. Absolutely. And listen, we're going to be looking at you, UNC, uh, Tar Heel basketball ladies. Uh, play it hard, okay? Play hard out there. Y'all got Hampton next. Go ahead and win that one and keep it rolling. Hope you make a deep run. We're going to be checking back with you. Oh, but how about this? Uh, Carolina got Clemson. Oh, yeah. That's their next game. So oh, yeah. you, got, you, got, you got South Another Carolina girls. Win. Huh? Another must win. <laughs> Another one. Okay. And uh, you got uh, Iowa uh, with uh, Caitlin Clark playing Kansas State. So those are going to be some games that you might want to take a look at. But listen, ladies, we're not going to leave y'all out. You Now, listen, for the top 25, you got South Carolina number one. Iowa number two, UCLA number three, Utah Utes number four, and Colorado Lady Bluffs. Okay, number five. How you how you feel? What you think? I, you can't argue with it. Mm-hmm. Stanford, Stanford's right behind Colorado at six. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would probably try to put Stanford over them, but with the win over LSU, mm-hmm. I think Colorado just has that. The resume, right? To it deserves to be that top five. That was a major win, bro. That's a big win, and That's they got it early. Win. First game of the season, yeah. yeah get it early. <laughs> like they, 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 they went out and did what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and they put themselves in position to get this top five spot. Exactly. So, like I said, I'm not. I don't disagree with it. I don't. I don't see any. I don't. No arguments for me. Okay. Except I think North Carolina needs to move up a little bit. They do, they do, but hopefully their play will take and say, hey, recognize it, we winning. Yeah. So we're going to take a, a close look at that. Now, our LSU, like they, they're at number seven. You know they're going to move up from that. They won it last year, which yeah. surprised me that they got ranked so low. I thought mostly everybody came back. They No, they started off one. It was that loss to Colorado. It dropped them, didn't it? Dropped it? them. Okay, all right. Because before this, Colorado was at 20. So okay. that's that on. Technically, oh, it's a bad loss. Yeah, man. They flip-flopped, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Okay, listen. We already spoke on UConn. Uh, now, listen. Uh, Jimmy Arnold, he always takes in. He always, they, they play hard. So, I'm not looking for, I'm looking for them to get the funk off. Mm-hmm. I really look for you, you UConn to do some things, man. Know, let, Paige, let Paige get back into the groove of things. I mm-hmm. think they're going, and then you know, he always keeps a team together. Yeah. He, he keeps somebody out there, so. Absolutely. I'm and, not worried about UConn. Right. Uh, Virginia Tech, they ball hard, too. Yeah. And they sitting at number nine. I'm looking for them to make some noise. And they didn't, I think they just had a loss to one of the top teams. Mm-hmm. I think it was Iowa. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they lost to Iowa. So, they're not bad, and they did lose their best player to the draft last year. Yeah. So, they're in in a good spot. Yeah. That's a good loss to have early on in the season. Right, exactly. Okay, then you take you have uh, yeah, Tennessee. I always like like Tennessee. I just have, and they sitting at fifteen. Uh, they had one and one right now, but they they, they balling the lady volunteers. Yeah, I look for them to move up. How about you? They gonna put it together, and that's just the thing. It's early, and you know what? NCAA they play more games during the week, but still the rankings just come out right. later. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect them to see the fifteen for too long. Right. And how about all right, Notre Dame? You know they took and they got beat by South Carolina first game of the regular season for the women's. But uh, 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 Notre Dame. Uh, but listen, they bounced back, man, and put up a hundred piece, one hundred four uh, to uh, fifty seven against uh, NJIT. So they have the capability of putting up big numbers. Yeah. So I think that Notre Dame, they're gonna be okay too. Yeah, they should be. And I mean, you gotta, you gotta. Who did they just play? That's all it is. <laughs> they yes. just came off of the South Carolina team who 
could arguably probably beat anybody in the nation right now. Right. So that's not a bad loss, and it was cool to see them come back and get some shots, see some shots go in. Right. That's all you really want as a basketball player, mm-hmm. see the ball go through the net. And they hopefully they keep this momentum going. I'm ready to see. I'm ready for the season to get into the thick of it. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot, like the same thing I said about men's. It's a lot of talented teams out here, man. Right. And listen, Maryland has always uh, done their thing too. Baylor, they've done their thing as yeah. well. Okay. And then uh, the top twenty-five rounds off with Oklahoma. So, listen, ladies, we're going to keep an eye on you, okay? It's much love at uh, the Donald Donald Podcast, Double D. We love women's sports, so don't worry about it. We'll be back, okay? We will be back. Listen, stay tuned, everybody, because when we come back, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about Week 10 in the NFL. Then 49ers make a bounce-back comeback, baby, and we got breaking news with Deshaun Watson. We're going to have to talk about it and chop it up. Stay tuned.